Good Shepherd Sermon for Sunday, May 7th, 2023. Pastor Paul Talbert. Good Shepherd Lutheran Church and School is located in Wisconsin Rapids, Wisconsin, in the United States. Our mission is simple and bold. We seek to grow in faith and knowledge of our Savior Jesus. We want to make him known to others so that they too may share the joys that Jesus has won for them. Here's Pastor. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. God's words from John chapter 14. I'm going to read it again. It's one of those things that if you can read it again and get it into your brain, it will just invigorate your whole life. Remember what's happening. Jesus is letting them know he's not going to be around. He's letting them know they've got to be prepared. They're all troubled, we're told, on the inside. They're all disturbed. And Jesus knows he's going to be dead the next day on a cross. So it's going to be a terrible time for his disciples. How do you prepare them? This is what he said. Do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to be with me so that you may also be where I am. You know where I am going, and you know the way. (laughs) Lord, we don't know where you're going, Thomas replied. So how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you would also know my Father. From now on you do know him and have seen him. Lord, said Philip, show us the Father and that's enough for us. Have I been with you so long, Jesus answered, and you still do not know me, Philip? The one who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I'm telling you I am not speaking on my own, but the Father who remains in me is doing his works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, or else believe because of the works themselves. Amen, amen. I tell you, the one who believes in me will do the works that I am doing, and he will do even greater works than these, because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me for anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, hold on to my commands. May the words of my mouth and the thoughts of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our defender. Amen. So the question is, I want you to think about this. I'm going to walk in, I'm going to pretend like I'm nobody, and you have to describe yourself to me using three words. All right, think about that. What three words would you use to describe yourself? Who you are in your heart of hearts, your core, who you really are, your plans, your hopes, your dreams, your purpose in life. Who are you in three words? Well, I tried that. It doesn't work for me. (laughs) I hope it works better for you. 
uh, I, you run into paragraphs, or you'll change the words that you're using to describe yourself. And if you're like me, uh, most people can't just stick to three words. How do you do that? How do you even do the three paragraphs to describe who you are in your heart of hearts, your, your plans, your hopes, your dreams, how you're going to tell yourself through life where you're going to go, all of that in three words. Well, Jesus, thankfully, is not like most of us. He knew three words that would help his disciples. He always said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Why did he say that? Because they needed to know, because they were going to be in a terrible, terrible predicament the very next day already for reasons that they didn't know. They were feeling this dark shadow of sadness come over them. They were going to forget Jesus' words and promises. Jesus knew that. Jesus knew while he's talking to them that they're all going to run away and abandon him. He knew that ahead of time. So he gave them a wonderful blessing. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Hang on to this. So they're thinking, okay, I still don't get it, Lord. Because they were troubled. And why were they troubled? Let's pause there. Why were they troubled? Well, Peter, James, and John had a fishing business, and you know that's going to take a downturn really bad when the Romans find out that Jesus is connected to them. They might shut down their whole business. And the people who hate Jesus, who put him on that cross, they're not going to go and take fish from their fishing business anymore. It's going to really hurt them. Thaddeus might be wondering about him and his wife. Maybe she's concerned because as James told us, they're going into dangerous territory. Jesus, Jesus says, what's going on here? They were safe outside of Jerusalem, and Jesus said, no, no, let's go back into Jerusalem, the place that they want to kill me. Go back into Jerusalem to celebrate this supper. So Jesus, on purpose, is putting them into a situation that automatically troubles them. And it automatically troubles them, and they're together. And Jesus is there, and he says, guess what? Do not let your hearts be troubled. Hmm. Do not let your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Early in my ministry, I had one of those moments where I was just so troubled I couldn't see the next day. I couldn't see the next hour. I was just running around like a chicken without my head on. And thankfully, the Lord provided a Christian spouse, and she made sure, hey, let's look at this, shall we? And the Lord used that time together to get me focused again on what he says here. Do not let your hearts be troubled. How can you not let your heart... Just by that very command, Jesus is letting you know He's given you something so that you don't have to have a troubled heart. He's given you a key. He's given you a wonderful medicine to take care of the, the terrible problem that we have with sin. A key to unlock the door so you escape that dark place. He says, do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. So I want you to see what he's been doing. He's been taking them from a mess of sin 
into a place where they're all talking about this mess of sin. And he says, this is how you handle the mess when you're so distracted and so confused and so angry and so sad all at the same time. Stick with God. Stick with me. Stick with God. Stick with me. He knew that they were afraid. So the first thing he says is stick with God. Well, now, who is God? You know that, but it's good to remind yourself, who is God? He is the creator of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. If you look at those windows, you'll see the end of his life how he made sure they came into his creation to rescue us. But he created all things in heaven and on earth. So this is God, and we're going to go up to God. He says, when you're troubled, do not let your heart be troubled. Trust in God, the creator of heaven and earth. You have a big problem? Guess what? God is bigger. You have a thorny issue? Guess what? God knows about thorns. You have a thing where you just have so confused. God says, guess what? I am the way, the truth, and the life. I can get you through that confusion. This great, mighty God, he says, trust. Stick with God. The God who created heaven and earth. The God who knit me together in my mommy's womb. That God, the God who split apart the Red Sea, the God who was in a, a fiery bush that didn't burn up, the God who said, it, Elijah, is time to go up to heaven and sent fiery chariots and horsemen to take him to heaven in a whirlwind. This is that God who sent one angel to shut the mouths of the lions who were slobbering all over, waiting to gobble up Daniel because Daniel had dared to pray to God. We serve a mighty God. He knows everything that's going on. He is in total control. So when I have things in my life that look like they're not in control, God says, what? Do not let your heart be troubled. <gasps> Stick with God. He's got it covered. He knows exactly what's going on. He knows exactly what he's going to do. You stick with him. Even when it's hard, even when it's scary, you stick with him. He didn't just stop with that, though, because trusting God, well, that's kind of overwhelming. You know, I, when I'm in a place of disturbing in my, in my heart of hearts, I'm kind of afraid to go to God because I don't want him to think that I'm such a wimp coming to him and I have such a big... And he's He's God. But God is my Father. That's how come Jesus says, trust in God, trust also in me, he says. So stick with God and stick with Jesus. Jesus is the one who made our Father our Father. Jesus is the one who brought us into his family of faith through holy baptism, doing things for us that we had no clue that we even needed. Jesus is the one when death came knocking, his disciples saw that he would walk up to a little girl, take her by a hand, a little 12-year-old girl dead, and he would say to her, little girl, get up. And she came back to life. 
the disciples saw Jesus go up to a friend of theirs who had been dead for a week. He was already rotting. And Jesus said, Lazarus, come out, and the dead man came back to life. Jesus is the one who made sure that his disciples knew he was God in the flesh because people who had this cancerous leprosy all over their bodies for which there was no cure. He said, be healed. A guy who had been blind, Jesus said, I want you to see. A guy who could not walk, he was confined to a wheelchair his whole life long. What happens? Jesus says, take up your mat and go home. And he does. We serve a God who says, do not be afraid. Do not let your heart be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. We have a lot of sin messes in our life. And maybe you're one of those here or online who, who is in a moment where it is just swirling around you. And you just can't make hide nor hair of it. Maybe you're one of those people that you, you look at everything and in the moment of stress, you, can't, you don't even know what to pray for. Jesus knows that moment. His disciples were having that moment. And his way of handling it was to tell them, do not let your heart be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. Do not let. That was the key. He gave them the key. He gave them everything. He gave them the medicine for the calming of their souls. He said, do not let your heart be troubled. But he doesn't stop there. It's kind of like he knows that they're going to be thinking, well, you know, okay, fine. So this is how it ends again. I'm going to read it to you again because it has an amazing promise in there that for most of my life I didn't believe it, just so you know. But God's word is true whether I believe it or not. It is true. And thankfully the Lord has brought me around. He said, amen, amen, I tell you. The one who believes in me will do the works that I am doing, and he will do even greater works than these because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me for anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, hold on to my commands. If you were here at Easter, you learned two more Greek words, doita, idita, which means come and see. I'm going to tell you another word. And I don't expect you to remember it. It's iteo. Iteo means ask. Fine, you're not going to remember that. I know that already. But I'm telling you because of the rich meaning of this word, this one word. Iteo means ask. He says, you may ask me for anything in my name, I'll do it. Iteo, the verb, means to ask, but I'm not focusing on what I'm asking for. In other words, if I ask Bill to give me uh, those glasses next to him, I'm not focusing on the glasses when I'm using this word. Iteo means I'm focusing on the person. 
So Jesus says, when you ask God for anything, when you ask in his name, Jesus says, ask me, and I'll do whatever. The word means that I'm going to take something to God, and I'm going to look at God, my Heavenly Father, Jesus, my Savior. I just want to be with him. I just want to talk to him. I, I don't care if, if he gives me the glasses or not. I, I want to talk with him because if he has something better than the glasses, he'll give me something better than the glasses. That's the God that we serve. So Jesus said, I'm telling you right now, I want you to remember these words, guys. Ask me. Ask me. Look at me. I am the one who came to take your sin away. I made everything at peace between you and God. There's no fighting anymore. And because there's no fighting anymore, you're safe at home. And I'm not going to take you home yet because other people don't know this yet. So ask me for anything. In my name, I'll do it. And we keep on saying, well, I don't know. if I, I've asked him for lots of things, Pastor. I don't know what it is. Well, guess what? That's what I used to say for years and years and years and years. For years and years, I was calling God a liar. He couldn't mean what he says. He's got to mean something else. No, it doesn't. You can go back, look at it again and again. Ask me for anything, and I will do it. James tells us the reason why we don't get what we ask for is because we don't believe. When you go into God's presence and you see who it is who loves you, the mighty, powerful God, the creator of all the universe, creator of me. And this mighty, powerful God became a human being because he wanted me in heaven, and I had blown it so bad with my sin, I was not going to get there. So Jesus went to a cross. Notice that Jesus doesn't say, I'm going to take all the messes away. He doesn't say, I'm going to take all the sin conflict going on in life away. He says, don't let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Well, how can I say thank you? How, how can I say thank you for this wonderful key? He says, if you love me, hold on to my commands. So this is how you show love to one another, by loving each other just like God loved you. What a wonderful God we serve. Pretty easy to say thank you. In Jesus' name, so let us live this week. Amen. And now may God's peace, which goes beyond all human understanding, guard and keep your hearts and your minds. In Jesus Christ our Lord, amen.